With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hi, guys. Well, from smoggy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And in the red shoes, I'm Dan Beecher. (laughs) And coming up today, we're going to be talking about King David. We are. Or or, wait, I mean Donald Trump. King Trump. (laughs) We're going to be, we are going to be talking about the ways, the backbending ways that Uh, The evangelical community of the United States of America has tried to make Donald Trump okay. Yeah. Well, and uh, and and okay for themselves. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not selling him. (laughs) I'm not going to buy this argument. No, no, no. But they're trying to sell him to themselves. Yeah. They're justifying their own horrible behavior. Yeah. And uh, using the Bible to do so. uh, That's. Seems to be wow. a thing. That's uh, they I've do that a lot. Never heard of anybody <laughs> ever using the Bible to justify actions. No, no. When they're, would that ever have happened? Generally understood to be unacceptable. Impossible. Uh, anyway, uh, um, well, let's get us started today, Dan. Yeah, I've got a story of a train. Choo choo. Yeah, basically. I love it. Uh, High speed rail coming, oh. coming to Israel. Uh, oh, are they going to call it Israel? That's where they should have gone. <laughs> Idiots. They probably didn't. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. Uh, oh, God. Damn. Um, so uh, the, the, a train. Yeah. High speed trail line. Rail line uh, has been uh, is soon to open uh, between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and Jerusalem. Okay. And they are wanting to uh, run, uh, a, a, I guess, additional uh, an additional tunnel uh-huh. uh, that would actually go under the old city and have a big train station at the Western Wall. Oh, okay. Which, not for nothing, they want to name uh, Donald Trump Station. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Because of you I know, know why I mean it's the, obvious he, the man <laughs> has basically just gotten down on his hands and knees and yeah. and sucked their dick is what he's yeah. done. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's That's yeah. I uh, mean, he's basically shit on the entire uh international community that has been working tirelessly to try and find solutions to the conflicts that have been happening in the middle east mm-hmm. and he's like oh he yeah he he hasn't listened to anybody about it and he's just decided that well and he, he effect- li- he's listened to netanyahu yeah and that's it and he effectively took the united states out of any sort of we are no longer 
at the negotiation table. Here. No, no. Like the the Palestinians will have absolutely nothing to do uh, with us as mediators in, no. in in the whole thing. So well done. Yeah. Well done, Trump. Um, but regardless of all of that, oh my God. Uh, this uh, this tunnel that would be dug under the old city uh, is is uh, rife with controversy. Well, uh, because you know, I mean, this is a this is an old, thousands of years old city. Yeah, one would think that they'd bump that, into a few archaeological things. Yeah, and so it's it's these kind of tunnels are you either have to go really deep, right, or you're going to be bumping into stuff, and yeah. then you have to call down the archaeologists. The archaeologists have to figure out if it's are we going to move this thing? Are we going to excavate it? Right. Do we need to change the route of the tunnel? La la la. I, I'm, the, maybe, you know, maybe what they do, they just plow through, mm-hmm. screw up whatever they screw up, mm-hmm. and then the demarcation Donald Trump station makes m- even more sense. <laughs> The fitting name. They just don't pay the any method, attention to the anything. Of building the line. They just hear that there's an idea to like make a tunnel, and they're like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's just plow it in and right. uh, and not pay any attention to anything and not care." Yeah. And then it and then it's like perfect. Yeah. Um, while it will not be going directly under the um, what is it, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre or whatever it's called, uh-huh. um, the this is uh, causing quite a stir because it will be going near. Uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, yeah. uh, which, of course, is uh, that's where Jesus Christ was uh, crucified and buried, I guess. Theoretically. Uh, or where he was buried after he was crucified. Uh, and uh, but uh, the, the, the Palestinians have a real problem with that route for some reason. I don't fully get the connection there. Um, it's probably where half I of think... their tunnels are popping up from their own from from their uh <laughs> No, there are there are actually tunnels. I know, I know from the from the Gaza Strip into <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, causing quite the stir. Yeah, uh, for for ob- obviously a lot of different reasons. Um, Not the least of which political reasons and nothing archaeological reasons. Nothing that isn't owned by him should have the Trump name on it. That's yeah, just yeah. Well, first of all, he might object to it. They might need to license his name. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> It's got to be in gold. You got to <laughs> the titles. The name's got to be in gold. The entire station's got to be out inlaid in gold, <laughs> covered in gold. The toilets, gold. Where's the casino? This is going to be the most luxurious station in the Middle East. Yeah. So there's that. Oh my God. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to move to. Southern Utah slash Texas, uh, homes of the FLDS. Oh, that's the connection. Yeah, Church. that makes sense. Okay. Um, a a very large uh, sweeping lawsuit has been filed. Oh. Uh, uh, charging the leaders of the FLDS religion. Uh-huh. This is this is these are the polygamist people who are still polygamist even after the the mainstream Mormon church long had abandoned it. Exactly, yeah. Uh and these so these this is the Warren Jeffs group uh for those who don't remember. Well, it turns out that polygamy uh is not the only thing that they've been up to. Oh. Uh the charges are pretty horrific. These are charges of 
child molestation. Now, we knew that they were marrying children. They were marrying girls as young as 14, possibly younger. Right. They're a very secretive group. It's very cultish, and they, very, you know, they, don't, they don't let outsiders know right. about anything. Right. Now it turns out that they were doing ritual sexual abuse in their temples no. of children as young as eight. No. Uh, ritually, they were, like, they were being... Like, it's horrible. They were. How does this not come out sooner? I don't know, uh, other than they're very effective at stifling communication with the outside world. Wow. Uh, the plaintiff, uh, <sighs> who I think is unnamed in this, it started for her when she was eight years old. She's the woman that's blowing the whistle on this thing. They would put a bag over her head and take her to an undisclosed location. Mm. They say sometimes this happened in their temples. This happened all over the place. But they would take her to an undisclosed location, call her by a number when they got her there. Oh, my God. Obviously, because they can't de- they they were doing something inhuman, so they dehumanized her. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then made, you know, se- ritually sexually abused her uh, in front of other men, with other men. Oftentimes, they would record these sessions to show other members of the church. Oh, my God. Um and then by the, when she finally turned uh, 14, she was uh, forced to be a witness and a scribe about this. This became part of their church. This was, their, this was a church activity. Uh, oh Warren God. Jeff's dad, I think, was the one who started it. Uh, but they've been doing it for... Rulin? Rulin. They've been doing it for uh, decades. Wow. wow. Uh, when, uh, and at the age of 16... Uh, this this plaintiff was forced to attend ladies' classes that uh, that seemed to seemed to be about preparing her to be a good wife, but also uh, included acts of sexual abuse. Uh, My God! So, yeah, the polygamy thing was kind of cute and all, but it's gotten that's about as dark as it can go. Yeah, I suddenly don't. It, yeah, it takes on a very different tenor, and I have very little funny to say about it. But. Yeah, um, I remember uh, this. This actually, um, when when they confiscated all the property, I remember seeing something on the news where they were like going through uh, a house that was supposedly Warren Jeff's house, right? And there was uh, basically all they could figure was that this is the soundproof area. Oh, right. There were these inner rooms that with very thick walls and they figured that they were like for sexual purposes. But this really blows the the lid off of that and explains what was really going on. Right. Because Because, I mean, if it's just like uh, I don't want the other wives to hear what I do with wife number three, that's one thing. Right. But that's you, you put a room on the other side of the house. Right. That's not you build an inner sanctum that's soundproof yeah yeah because it, it you you can keep you can keep your voices down but right. but you know if, if both parties are consensual but if yeah. somebody might be screaming or and that's the other thing like to me i've never had a problem with somebody being married to multiple people if everybody consents if right. they're all adults and everybody consents i have no problem with polygamy as a concept uh the way it's practiced by religions usually is a it, it's a form of of oppression of women right. absolutely and i have a problem with that yeah but if everybody's entering into it willingly and 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 knowingly and and uh happily 
then I'm fine with it, uh, with the concept of, of polygamy. But this is a very different thing. Yeah. And this is a... So, wow. they're not fun anymore for me. They've ruined all the fun. Because before it was just you make Thanks, fun of them. Jeffs. You make fun of them because they got the dumb dresses and the bad hair and, you know, the polygamy thing is kind of cute and whatever, but... No, yeah. now it's now no now it's all ruined. I'm mad. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, move on before I before we don't we have 22 minutes without a joke. <laughs> well, I don't know how much more uh, what, what kind of joking we can do about this topic. Oh, now. good, good. We're gonna it's, just keep it it's, dark. It's very serious. Okay. Um, this is the story. Ah, well, okay. Let's back up just a little bit. Uh, you'll recall after uh, Donald Trump was elected president uh-huh. that uh, President Macron of France, oh yes, uh, he he issued an invite to the science, to the climate scientists of America. Oh, right, and said, "Come, come live in France. We believe in, France, in this. Work in France. We will support your work. Yeah, uh, and you can just." visas are taken care of just right. come on over right yeah and well so far uh 18 u.s scientists that we know of have taken up his offer okay uh i uh came across this interview with um one of them uh, a woman by the name of camille parmesan okay it sounds I, I had to say her last name as quickly as possible because <laughs> I don't like the last name Parmesan. <laughs> I don't know why. There's a really bad cheese. Anyway, yes. anyway, anyway. Yes. Uh, <sighs> it's, that's just the Americanized version of the name Parmigiano. Yes, but it's... <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, a, it's a cheese. It's your, a your dried name is, out. Your name is cheese. <laughs> your name is a cheese. <laughs> Anyway, uh, she's a biologist at the universities of Texas and Plymouth oh. in the UK, mm. uh, and uh, she's uh, considered one of the world's most influential climate change scientists. Oh, wow. Uh, she has uh, worked with on, on uh, the issue of butterflies uh, and how they are affected by uh, uh, climate change across all the continents. Mm. Uh, and so anyway, this, this interview was, was She's was a lepidopterist. That is correct. Uh, that is a word that is used in this, in this article. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, some interesting things uh, come out. Um, one of the questions that's, that was asked, uh, and this was in The Guardian, if anybody wants to look it up. Uh, is there any difference between public attitudes to climate change in the U.S. and the U.K.? She's been, she's been in Plymouth for a little while, so right. that's what they're asking about. Uh, she says average citizens in the U.K. are much better informed about okay. issues, more science knowledgeable, and more likely to want to see policies based on the best science available than is the average U.S. public. This, this, is, the, this is the interesting part. This was not always the case. Science historically has played a strong role in U.S. policies, and there, is a and there was a bipartisan respect of scientific findings. Yeah. I've seen this erode over the past 30 years and really don't know how this or why this has happened. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, let's hear your theory, Dan. Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. It's Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I can't even believe that she would. She, yeah, she I mean, can't she, see it. She can see yeah, it. Yeah, you got to know just that it's playing the evangelicals have it's inserted the, themselves into Republican politics. Right. 
and have and wield so much control and power and and they've 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 made it a specific point of their belief system yeah. both as a, a as a as a group of christian believers and as a political block right that science is bullshit because right. jesus right they're science deniers right uh which is a terrifying terrifying position to take and it didn't used and to the, be how they were that no. was just that was just uh they were carefully guided to that place so that they could uh so that they they could get pol- so that their leaders could get political power etc yeah um she says some really terrifying things about the climate i'll uh leave that out but basically mm. she the, the gist <laughs> of it is that things that they were sort of that they were were were, were um uh, theorizing on 20 to 30 years ago are just so, so solid now. Okay, the science right. behind it is, is it, it's irrefutable. It's undeniable. There's so much evidence. I mean, you can be a uh, denier, and but it's still undeniable. It's un- sure. Sure. Cute. <laughs> uh, but um, that, and the thing that she's found the most surprised uh, or that is uh, the most surprising. Uh-huh. Uh, she says, I am shocked at the ubiquitous ubiquitousness of climate change. We are seeing change on every, in every country and every ocean. That is what surprises biologists. All regions studied are being impacted. Every group of animal and plant from the oak tree to birds is being impacted. All groups are showing change. We would expect to find some regions or groups which are stable, but to date we are not. We're seeing climate change happen much faster than I thought it would 10 years ago. Now, so there is the a counterpoint that, to that, which is that, as Donald Trump recently pointed out in a tweet, <laughs> it is cold in some it's, places. It's cold. So, yeah, like, so, like unusually well done. It was it's been unusually cold sometimes in a few places. So, right. Uh, well done. Know, tell that to the butterflies. Yeah. Did you see the actual um, I forget who penned the response uh, but they were trying to explain it back to him <laughs> in, in terms he might understand, uh-huh. which is a billionaire who happens to have no money in his wallet one day is not suddenly poor. <laughs> Likewise, a poor man who has a windfall of a couple hundred dollars is not suddenly rich. Right. Right. Yeah. And and which I thought was a really like. It's great to throw it back to right, him that yeah, way. Yeah. Of course, he still won't get it or no. care. Or, and, 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 and actually, the most terrifying thing about Donald Trump is he probably actually believes in climate change. Or he actually... I, I, here's what I, I genuinely believe about Donald Trump. Whatever he's saying in this moment right now, he believes 100%. Because whatever fact comes... Fair enough. The fact that it's coming out of his face makes it true. Makes it so. Yeah. So, like, I think you could show him all the facts on climate change, and he could say, oh, I believe you. I'm a climate change guy now. Right. And then five minutes later, he could be like, nah, it feels cold. I don't believe in climate change. And both things would be true <laughs> for him. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway. I, I thought that was important just to follow up on that. The, yeah. The, we are losing scientists. Yeah. We're losing, you know. We're just, uh, we're kind of losing right now. We are just losing. But, you know, it. who knows? It's, we will, we will win again. <laughs> we the, will triumph. The, uh, America, America, America will rise again. Americans will eventually <clears throat> believe in science again. 
when everything's broken and we're like, who can save us? Well, but here's also the thing. If we go back to, you know, climate change, the, we, we do have obviously some problems at the federal level right, right now. But we have states that are taking up the initiative. Jerry Brown in California. Yes. Uh, for one, uh, the governor of California is, is pushing California to still be in compliance with the um, Paris um, Treaty. Um, treaty the, yeah. yeah. Accord, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we have major corporations in the United States who are pledging to do their best right. to reduce their emissions and their impact on the, the climate and everything. Right. And so so we're seeing both the private sector and some states doing their part. It sucks that the federal government is saying that they're not going to. Right. But but there you go. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm going to take us to uh so there's so back in October I don't even know if we caught this one, but the, okay. a, a website launched called churchclarity.org. And basically what this was is it, it's an LGBT, uh, or, or rather they, they look at churches, the major churches of the United States of America, and whether or not they're LGBT affirming. Yes. And they report it. Yes. Um, and we did talk about it. Okay. I, I don't listen to the show. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what we do. Is there an update? Uh, there's an update. They oh, cool. have just re- released a uh, a new report. This is their first big report. Oh, great! Uh, this is a report that has examined the top 100 churches uh, in the United States. Um, oh, it, okay. Or so, or maybe yeah. So they've they've pu- they've been publishing scores for different congregations. So they've got like 500 congregations that they've published right. scores for, and that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about churches we're not talking about like the baptist church we're talking about individual congregations of the baptist church yeah i guess so i mean yeah whatever. so like like mega churches count but like it's not religion it's churches right so right top 100 largest churches in the uh in the united states of america okay uh and this this sort of this report talked about percentages it talked about uh for instance their percentage of the top 100 largest churches uh, that are LGBT affirming. Uh, would you like to take a guess? The percentage of them that are LGBT. Well, mega churches. Probably conservative in general, but there's got to be a couple of them that are cool. I don't know. 20%. 0% of <laughs> America's largest churches are LGBT no, affirming? LGBT. Okay, but how are they defining affirming? Well, because so they would Joel have a, Osteen's of the world aren't going to say boo about anybody. Well, what what or does that, he actually say no, negative things about gay people? He refuses to talk about it, but, so he's not affirming. So he's not affirming. Okay, great. Um, I, for the most part, he may have had some quotes. I don't know, but one at least one time when I looked him up, he basically like somebody was somebody interviewing him was trying to nail him down. And he gave this sort of vague "God loves all his chillins" sort of answer, right? Uh, so that was that. That's kind of where I've seen him fall. Okay, but those people do not qualify as LGBTQ affirming. Um, uh, so the date. So there's also, um, so only only thirty five percent of these churches even have clear policies. Um, they, and fifty four percent actually hide their positions. Yeah, like, of course they do. Like so, 
it's so you know it's tricky a few of them may be quietly okay with the gays but that is very different than being affirming of the right yeah that is now this uh this these are we're talking about big business here yeah the the these these mega churches these this is business People are getting rich off these things. Oh yeah! So they're they're going to be run like American companies are run, which is if unless you're like, you know, mo- most American companies don't really come out with a statement right. about LGBT issues. Although some very prominent big companies have released ads that are LGBT. Yeah, I guess that's true. They've done, you know, it's that's it, true. It's really starting to happen. As a matter of fact, some of them do have very explicit policies about like we welcome lgbtq people and i wonder if it's runs in about the same percentage around 35 percent. yeah i wonder <laughs> who knows because i mean i guess corporate america is pretty open these days for the most part i guess so you're not you're not your uh it's your hobby like lobby or your uh yeah. your your chick-fil-a but you know right. um yeah, i guess that's probably true there were some other stats that were of interest uh, considering that African American people or people of color uh, tend compose about forty percent of the United States population right. as a whole, and considering that people of color tend to be very religious right. uh, in these United States, would you care to guess how many, what percentage of America's top one hundred churches are led by a white pastor? <laughs> Uh, over 90. 93%. Okay. Wow. Seven of the top 100 churches in the country are led by a person of color. Yeah. That is nuts to me. Do they have membership stats? No. Uh, that was not part of this particular report. Uh, this was just sort of talking about who the pastors are and okay. and whether and, and what their position is on the LGBTQ thing. Okay. Uh, Interesting. One other thing. How many of America's top 100, 100 largest churches have a female pastor? Not even oh. led by, but have a female pastor. Oh, have a female pastor. Uh, led by would probably be extremely low. Have female pastors is probably, I don't know, there's probably 20 to 30%. One. <laughs> there's one. Not even a female, not even, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I mean, that's what really? it says here. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. I guess so. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? So these are pretty conservative things. Yeah. I mean, this these is mega churches. These mega churches, these huge giant churches, you know, with thousands of people in their congregation looking to those old white men for their for their salvation. I just don't get it. <laughs> well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But no, just like going to an arena church. Oh, I don't yeah. get it. What could be great about that? Well, you're, you're you are so unimportant to you, to you, that congregation. Yeah, but you, you go to one of those little churches and you feel like this is too small. This can't be real. This one can't be right. It's mm-hmm. just there's only 85 people here. They can't have it right. But you go to like, you know, you go to Osteen the former Houston Rockets arena or whatever. And you, you, you know, you sit down with 20,000 people. Hmm. You're going to feel like 
They can't be wrong. This many people in one place believe in this? They can't be wrong. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. All right, Dan. I got a story of the Twin Cities Archdiocese. Oh. Uh, the Minneapolis, St. Paul. St. Paul and Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, which has been uh, stuck in bankruptcy pr- uh, proceedings. Uh, because they've been, um, they were sued. Oh yeah, they've been by, pay, they've been paying out. Yeah, by victims of priest uh, sexual abuse. Sexual abuse, yeah. right? And so they uh, they had to declare bankruptcy because okay. they didn't have the money on right. hand. Blah blah blah. Well, so they're trying to come to some sort of settlement. Uh, they've been in court with a bankruptcy judge. Mm. And so the the diocese has their proposal, uh-huh. and the victims have their proposal. Sure, and they're very different proposals. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> Why would that happen? <laughs> um, the uh, apparently the diocese has been, the archdiocese has been able to put together a fund of more than one hundred fifty five million dollars. Uh, to pay out to victims. Okay. Uh, the, so if uh, there were only 150 victims, that would seem like it was fine. Uh, probably. That one would guess, right? Yeah. I don't have a number as to the to how many people have a claim to this fund. That's right. not in this article. Right. Uh, however, uh, the, the issue that the victims are having is that the bulk of that money is coming from um, insurance payments. Oh. And they want the, dio- the archdiocese to actually have a little bit of skin in the game. Right. They want them to hurt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they want the, uh, they've been asking for the contributions to, uh, from the archdiocese to be increased to $80 million, Okay. Uh, which would require the, the, the archdiocese to sell off property. Oh. All right. No. Wouldn't that be so sad? That would just be the worst. If they actually felt the pinch. It would just be the worst. It's not fair. They're people of God. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, last year, uh, U.S. Bank- bankruptcy judge Robert Kressel uh, declined to include parishes and other church properties. Uh, but they're now going back to the drawing board. And they are trying to expedite this process. Um, and uh, so there's oh. still no resolution on it. But I thought that it was an interesting development. That, yeah. That the judge, the judge is actually promising uh, that this, that he is, that there, this will be a much speedier resolution now. Um, but now everything's back on, but, but now the property's back in the kitty. I think that's what it sounds like. Okay. They're actually going to be looking at property. Okay. Which they should, for yeah. Christ's sake. Like, yeah. They, but here's also the thing that I don't get, which, which is I feel like the Vatican should the, be forced yeah. to pony up some money. There's a parent corporation here. Right. That is, that is doing okay. Right. And the, the Vatican is the, the organization that, in, that you know, puts the, the, the bishop and the archbishop well, puts the archbishop in place, right? For sure. I don't know exactly how the, all the how all of this works, but if the Vatican is choosing the archbishop to control something, doesn't that imply that they like they must have some responsibility in yeah, this whole thing? You'd think so, but I mean, it's I mean legally, 
if the Legally, archdiocese is, is set up in a in a you know but if you make it hurt enough for the archdiocese theoretically the vatican will step in and save them you one would, would think one would imagine you know anyway who i say knows make how it all hurt. this works but kill them I, I say go after the fucking vatican go get them for christ's sake well they're sitting on some sell off some relics right right sell off a painting you'll be fine one painting yeah i've been through that museum at the vatican holy crap yep guaranteed something by michelangelo would pull down some serious money yeah this the, whole thing could be done. It could be all over. Just sell off. The Pieta. Sell off the Pieta. Oh, yeah. You sell that thing off? <laughs> Some Coke brother will now have a Michelangelo in his living room. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. All right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I'm back to Utah now, where a an elementary school teacher was fired recently. Okay. Um, this is in... This is up in... Uh, the Cache Valley area of Utah, up in up up in that northern region. Okay. Um. He was he's a he's an artist. Uh, Mateo Rueda uh, is his name. Uh, studied art in in college. Yeah. Uh, and it was teaching his uh ele- elementary school students about art, and he managed to uh. So he here's what he was doing. He went to the school library, okay, and got a pack of like a hundred paintings. It's like 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 postcards, flashcards. Yeah, little little cards sure. of a hundred different paintings. Okay, he was trying to teach them about uh, colors and stuff. Oh, uh, I think this was these were young students, kindergarten. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but early students. Uh, and when they opened them up and they said, there was like a, like a hundred different cards. So he hadn't gone through them all. Okay. Some of them had naked ladies on them. Oh no. And Oh, what happened? Parents flipped the, the, out. Did the children turn into sex fiends? They all, yes, they, they all became. They turned into a giant orgy in this classroom. Now they're all smoking the reefer. They're just, <laughs> they've got, they've turned to a life of sin and crime. Uh, or one of them told their parent and just said, ha ha, I saw boobies. And the parent flipped the fuck out. And <sighs> Good Lord. it became all over. Oh my God. For Mr. Rueda. Uh, oh, they fired. They, did they, they, they fired him? They fired the guy. They put him on a leave for at first, and then they fired the guy, <laughs> which is crazy. One parent, one parent claimed that uh, that his that their child felt belittled because belittled. because they're because uh, they're claiming that he was really fired for what happened afterwards, which was basically, well, this parent claims that he told the child to grow up. And, uh, and you know, there's nothing wrong with girl parts and you just need to grow up and be more mature about it. And then the kid felt belittled by that, oh. which, no, the kid needed to grow up. Yeah. You need it to. It sounds like the parents need to grow up too. Uh, very much so. Like. Very much so. Sounds like the adult here very uh, clearly was the teacher. Right. The who, uh, only I'm, adult in the... Yeah. I mean, a couple now a couple of parents have jumped in to, to, to his defense. Okay. But uh, we're talking about a very Mormon community, a very oh, yeah. uh, very 
religious and conservative community. Oh, yeah. But when art, I mean, I've looked at the paint, some of the paintings in question. What were they? Well, there's there's one that's just a figurative nude. It's just a, a nude woman. Okay. Um, and then there's another one that's like, and and it's just her sort of facing forward, a little bit of uh, pubic hair showing, um, but just a mm. just a normal, just a, mm. a quite quite a nice nude woman. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then and then there's another one that has a woman uh, with her butt up, uncovered, oh. lying on a bed. Oh. Oh. Uh, and the rest of her is clothed. Like, the top half of her is clothed. It's a very strange painting. Okay. Um, that one is actually a little... It's not lascivious by any means, but it's a little more uh, a little more titillating, I think. A suggestive, maybe? Because what is she doing? Why is your butt showing when the rest of you is covered up? Right, but that's where you go. Right. Elementary school kids are like her butt's in the air. Right. She's just, it's just a butt. Right. So... Oh, that's amazing. They saw a butt... They saw some boobs, whatever. I'm so glad I didn't grow up in in, in an area with yeah those sort of. I, I just feel like I don't know. Basically, like, the complaint came in that uh, he was showing them pornography. Of course, he was. Yeah, pornography. Of course, of course, and of course, that was the complaint. Now, what's weird is that because <laughs> that's what that's what teachers do, right? You know, right. The he paintings pulled, he pulled out his hustlers and right, exactly. Okay, kids, gather around. I yeah. need you to see some good nudes here. We're going to be drawing. We're gonna be sketching. Matter of fact, let me pull up the, the internet here. Body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call up some videos. You're gonna like these ones, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's not what this was. No, and it sounds like a really, like, innocent accident. They were and in the school's it library. Was in the school library, like it should be the librarian losing her job, right, or, or something, job. or or everybody grow up and it's nobody losing their job because your kids are can see naked people and that's fine. It's no big fucking deal. It's shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the the paint. A couple of the paintings in question, by the way, are Iris Tree by uh -huh. uh, Modigliani. Oh, and uh, Odalisque um, by uh, Francois Boucher. Right. Yeah, I, re I I had this really funny uh, interview on my mission with the mission president. It was probably six months into my mission. Yeah. Right. And out of the blue. I don't know if he was confusing me with another missionary or not, but he asks me, uh, and how are you doing with pornography? <laughs> and I said, pornography? What, por what pornography? And he goes, you know, the, the billboards. Because in Italy, advertisements will often have an, a naked woman oh. on, on them. Yeah. Right? There'll be a, a topless woman sure. on, on some billboard advertising... Right. Whatever. Which would have really... Uh, boy, that and, would have and, and, stirred and, you up. So. Oh, boy, I know. I barely <laughs> noticed. I mean, I, I noticed the United Colors of Benetton mm, The United ads. Boobs of Benetton? Yeah, because there were boobs everywhere. There was also one of two... Uh, a horse mounting another horse. Oh, my. It was very, you know, provocative. Yeah, I guess. Because let's go buy clothes at the... Let's go buy <laughs> clothes Benetton. because we... <laughs> but I can't buy their clothes. They're supporting horse sex? I know. It was really funny. That very was, weird. And so, you know, and there, I remember one where there was like a baby and there was a boob on each side of its head. Right? <laughs> sure. And just United Colors of Benetton. And then there were other... Pro other other so, billboards so but porn anyway, so but that was that was pornography right of course and and, and so he cite so he's like yeah you know the, the billboards and the you know advertisements that are all around in this country and i was like uh, 
I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, that doesn't bother me at all. How are you doing with the porn, <laughs> weirdo? You know, like at museums when you see the statues, right? You know, Did, he didn't actually say that. No, 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 no. Oh no, my no. gosh, no, no, clearly no. I had a, t- I, I, when I, the first time I went to to Europe, uh, I was a very young tyke, right? Eight, I think. Oh wow, maybe ten. That's brave of your parents. Yeah, well, yeah. It was traveling with yeah to Europe with children. Probably idiotic of them, but <laughs> it was. But it was lovely for me. Right. But one of the first things that happens, we get there. We were in Munich. I remember this distinctly, and it's sort of become a thing of family lore. Um, well, the way my my parents always told the story was, uh, my dad and my sister and I walked to see the Glockenspiel in Munich. Okay, and walked back to the. We had got. We had tried to see it the day before and had missed. The big, uh-huh. you know, it's a clock that has all of these sort right. of mechanical things that happen. Right. Little people that dance about. Mm-hmm. And we had missed it the day before. We had gone there, gone back to the hotel. So I had, so anyway, uh, we had gone again the next day. Somehow I had gotten separated from my dad. Oh, uh, boy. I just walked back to the hotel. Okay. My mom came out and saw me and went, oh, my God, what are you doing here without your dad? Where's your dad? Where's your sister? And I was like, uh she was like, stay right here. And she went off and found them and then brought them all back. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the reason that I did not give at the time for my being lost is that on the way there, on the way back, and on the way there again, I had seen this little porn shop, which had all of these little boobies hanging out and stuff, and I was excited. <laughs> there were pictures all over that place that I had never seen before. So on the way back, I was not paying attention to my dad and my sister at all. I was just looking. Where is this place? Where is this porn place? Where is the porn shop? And uh, oh, then I looked around and was like, "You were oh, eight? Fuck! Oh yeah, A little pervy Dan. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's why I got lost in Germany. Oh, this is boobs, boobs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't serve a mission in Italy, right? Because the mission president would ask you how you doing with porn. You were like, "Oh, I I would have been like I." Drop, I can't believe it. I just dropped trow in front of a, an ad. I couldn't help it. <laughs> started started going to town in front of a billboard. Yeah. No. 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 I think it would have been fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I you, mean, you'd, I, you'd collected yourself by the age of 19. Well, I mean, I would have looked. Right. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. So, Good for you. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, hey, you guys, if you have stories about your own run-ins with... With boobs. Artistic pornography. <laughs> or anything like that. You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. You can do so. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, that's the devil's number, y'all. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group. Uh, we'll let you in. Yes, indeed. Dan. Mm-hmm. Jim Baker. You know? He's uh He's a classic. He he has become the best replacement for uh, yeah, uh Pat. Where Pat. has Patty Boy been? He's, he's old. He's old. He's old. He, his his crazy is 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 waning. Well, or it's just gotten. It's he's gone over the edge to like unusable. 
Yeah. So, but, uh, uh, but Jim Baker, man, he's become the new gift that keeps on giving. He's a uh, he's. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm tempted to buy a bucket. I'm just tempted. Oh God, no, no, just no, no. Don't know. That uh, I could cannot do support the man in any way. Shape, well, that's or form. true. Uh, the uh, he he uh, he's a, he's obsessed with this idea of the the left wanting to kill. Oh, they're out the, the to right. get everybody. And he uses the, the word kill, and I think it's an amazing thing. And he so he's just, he, his whole thing is like predicated, I mean, because his business model is disaster preparedness. Yeah. Everything has to be apocalyptic with this guy. Yeah. It is happening. They are coming. The bad guys are going, it, the war is on its way. Yeah. And so, so, so here's, here's the latest installment in the war on buckets. There's people today, they have gotten their way, and they have beat back all opposition. They've changed America, but the only thing they can't change is this. Mm-hmm. Amen. The warfare is against the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God whose son is Jesus Christ. I'm serious. You have no idea. I can't even talk about it because they will kill me. And I don't care what you say. I know what I'm talking about. They've already threatened my life. Because they disagree with the Bible and the Christians are stubborn, they think. They don't think we're faithful. They think we're too stupid to be faithful. Mm -hmm. They think we're nuts. And so we believe this. Listen to me, you don't, you don't get this yet. Some of you do. A couple in this room don't understand what I'm saying. The only thing they can't beat. They want everything. They changed America. Mm -hmm. They changed the morals of America. They changed everything about America. They got control. But we just elected a president. Mm -hmm. The evangelical vote elected the president. They elected him. <laughs> he got elected <laughs> by the evangelicals. Yeah. I want to know when we took over. I want to know when we got all of this power that he's uh, talking about. Well, I mean, because we did win on a couple issues. We did. We we've yes, that's true. The LGBTQ thing it seems to be going our way. Well, I mean, we got gay marriage. Yeah, right, and that's very upsetting. Right, that's very upsetting. Uh, we've women can abortion still, has, has yeah been women legal women still for, seem to be able to make decisions about their own bodies sometimes, right. which is really right. de depressing. Right there, uh, and that's that's of course been their real rallying cry for a long time. Uh, so so yeah, but I, the the fact that we change everybody changes America. America's always, it's supposed everything to change. is always changing. Right, right, like. Yeah. Like what? What kind of weird little static little well, world like, do they want to live in? Well, where what's funny is changes. What's funny is that like a hundred years ago, he might be railing against how we, how the left has won on this uh, whole slavery thing, right? Or you know, one hundred and fifty years ago. But now 
the same guy who's like, oh, they're they're infecting us with their morals right. would totally be like, yeah, and slavery was bad. So right. it's just, you know, there's all of these people who, you know, the, the whole conservative line is keep it as it is. Right. Uh, it never is. And, never... and then 20, 30, 50 years later, everybody has accepted the new things right. from that era. Right. And they're saying keep it as it is, but keep it as it is now. Right. Make those yes, those changes. We now realize that yes, uh, it's about what's comfortable. Jim Crow laws were bad, and so right. we now realize that it's what you're used to. But keep it. But don't change things now. <laughs> we can't accept gays. <laughs> we accepted the blacks. Can't we just leave it? Leave it at that. Can right. we call it a day? It's what's new and makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and so yeah, right. I mean, in twenty thirty years. They'll have found some things to be comfortable on. Yeah, not everything though. No, because uh, they're they're not they're still not cool with. They never got used to abortion. No, but that no. but that may change. I have no predictions anymore. I'll just watch how it goes. I'm, well, an, I'm an observer now, not a not a predictor. Yeah, but <laughs> there we, we we clearly the entire left wants to kill. Well, they're gonna One kill him. They're Mr. gonna kill Baker. everybody. He yeah. can't even he can't even say the thing that he wants to say. Because they'll kill him. Because Dude, you're saying you're clearly saying whatever you want. You're saying all of the things. Right. You're obviously saying you, all you, of the you things. You either are completely <laughs> delusional well, or you know how to work up your audience. I'm not sure that that's an either or scenario. <laughs> I think I think that could be a both. I think he might be on a both. I, <laughs> Because there are degrees. There are degrees. <laughs> hey, uh, we had some folks write into us, or we had a folk write into us. Oh. Uh, this is from Dean, who says, "Hey Frank, hey Dan, uh, I've been listening. I, greetings from Nashville. Um, I'm in the middle of listening to the last episode of TGIA, and I wanted to let you know that there are indeed depictions of Mary breastfeeding the infant Jesus. Oh, really? You remember you and I had talked yeah. about how like that would be." The right way to depict yes. Mary and Jesus, like, yes, not her hovering. Well, I think three there was also back from the manger or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also had like depictions of Mary. We suggested depictions of Mary where she's just lactating from just <laughs> from boobs, just, just right. No infant attached. Maybe just, a statue where, it's where just, they're just, just boobs are just sort of shooting out <laughs> milk or whatever. Anyway, uh, he says. Uh, most of these seem to be, have been produced in the 12th or 13th century. There oh. are also depictions from around the same time of Jesus spraying his blood on his mother at the crucifixion. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. I'm not an art historian, he says, but these exchanges of bodily fluids, one natural, the other decidedly less so, seem specific to the Middle Ages, as if huh. some high-ranking church official got wind of them and told the artists to knock it off. Interesting. And he attached some very interesting photos that he had taken when he was in uh, Florence, Italy. Oh. Uh, of, of, yeah, of some of the depictions of those exact things. Triptychs, probably. Oh, yeah, mate. You mm-hmm. get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dip, dip, dip and triptychs. Yes. Uh, Altarpieces. Sure. Is what they, they were. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, and, and yes, you see, and what's interesting is Mary is fully clothed in all of them, uh-huh. and then just a little window open for the boob to come out and feed Jesus. Interesting. Which it seems, I mean, you know, obviously these are Europeans depicting Europeans doing the thing that was done in, uh, that was theoretically done 
in their time. Thought, yeah, but they're trying to de- depict an event that happened you know, right, thousands but, of years before. But they dress that event up in their current in their current thing clothing. Right. And yeah, because I, I doubt that the clothing was looked like that in you know in in ancient. Oh, decidedly not Middle East. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for writing in, Dean. That was uh, that was lovely um, and 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 a good thing to point out. And I think that we should all just that's how we should think of Mary as a as you know lactating Mary tits out. That's that's how it should be. Um, we've we've had some people. Uh, we've got some folks to thank. We do have people to thank. Do you want to thank yours first? Uh, yeah, I'm going to launch in first with. Uh, we have a new um, PayPal subscriber. Fantastic. So uh, we'll remind our listeners that there are multiple ways. Uh, you know, we're still doing the the Patreon thing. Has been the the problems have theoretically been fixed, but yeah. every now and then, if you want to, you can still uh, be a patron uh, on paypal so so thanks to denise for for her contribution that's there. really nice of her uh and then uh like you said uh we also have patreon up and running yep and i have four people to thank this week uh, yeah. new donors okay uh new supporters on uh, patreon uh we have two new faithful listeners dean and daw uh, and we have uh, two new venerable oh, listeners. Lovely. Uh, Malcolm and Jennifer. So thank you, guys. And blessings be upon ye. Yeah. All of ye. Yeah. And of course, as always, our, our, t- our top donor. Our Lord and Savior is Angela. Angela! Angela! Our, our, who hasn't seen any competition for a while. There was, That's true. There was a horse race for a minute there. There, there was a minute. Yeah, and then uh, and then Angela just took it over, and she owns that. She's thing now. she's loving it. She's wear- <laughs> I wonder if she wears her pope hat around. I hope so. I, I hope hopefully she's a she's a pope hat wearing motherfucker. I I indeed I hope that sincerely. That's one of the things that you one of the perks that you can get as yeah. a, as one of our high high end donors. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much. Thanks to everybody who continues to to uh, support the show. Yeah, uh, we can't do it without you. It's, and it's uh, amazing. if you'd like to join them, please visit our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and uh, click on the support tab, and you'll find your options there. It makes all of this possible. <laughs> Indeed. Thanks so much. Dan, yeah. Here, here we go. We, we, we've been a little Trump heavy, but we've, let's let's get in. We've, we've gone political on this episode, yeah. and uh, and that's fine. You know, yeah. I'm okay with our listeners being uh, conservative. Yeah, absolutely. I have no pro- Like, I have no beef with people who are intelligent thinkers who differ from me on how our political, uh, how our government should be run. Uh, absolutely. No, but no, if you're no a Trump supporter. I'm fine with losing you as a fucking listener because, frankly, <laughs> this man is awful. You, <laughs> this man should not be the yeah. president of anything. I don't think we probably have many Trump listeners, no. Trump supporters left anymore. No, I think we had a couple, maybe during the election we did. Yeah, well, so we heard from him, but yeah, I, I don't know how. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. But there are people who work very hard to justify their support of Donald John Trump. Right. And Uh, my guess is if you are a supporter of Donald Trump and you're still listening, this is not how you justified your support. No, no. If you're a listener. We're about to explain right now. 
is how these... Has nothing to do with you. Like, okay, so you think about... Con- you think about conservative Christians, mm-hmm. family values Christians. Yes. These are how they, these people describe themselves. So when you look at a Donald Trump right. character, a man who has openly gra- bragged about affairs that he's attempted to have, uh-huh. about grabbing women by the pussy, right. who has been accused credibly by many women right. of, of uh, sexual... Uh, abuse of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you just, how do you square that circle? There's a problem fundamentally with these people who want to vote for that guy. Yeah. And, you know, Roy Moore, the same question. Right. He, they, he did lose Roy Moore, but only by a, just 1.5%. Tiniest hair. Yeah. Uh, so plenty of people voted for that guy too. Well, how do you justify that? Huh? Well, there's a formula. For there, it. there are some people. There are some ways that it is uh, that it is done. Um, I think most famously, one of the ways is, uh, and it, and it was best brought up by. Uh, I think it was. Uh, do I have it here? Uh, it was Jerry Fal- Jerry Falwell. Falwell, who? F- oh, I think I got it. Falwell said that uh, somewhere along here. Uh, he said, here's, here's what Falwell said when he was endorsing Donald Trump. God called King David a man after God's own heart, even though he was an adulterer and a murderer. You have to choose the leader uh, that would make the best king or president, not necessarily someone who would be a good pastor. We're not voting for pastor in chief. Yeah, good point. Also a good point. God would have no problem with an adulterer and a murderer because God is both. Because God is... Their God <laughs> is both. Their God. Their God screwed around with Mary. Yeah. Got her pregnant. Yeah. And he... Uh, oh, and you want to talk about... Countless murders. Prolific murder. Yeah. Just... Ridiculous. Sodom and Gomorrah, thousands yeah. of people, everybody on earth right. during the whole Noah incident. So, yeah. So, so no, no problem with King David. <laughs> right. That makes sense. The story, now, I want to remind our listeners, if they're not aware of the story of King David, who yeah, yeah. did, you know, and we're not, we're not going to go into the whole Goliath thing. Right. But it yeah. is the same David. This, yeah. This David is the same Goliath, guy. It later becomes yes. he, King David. He did distinguish himself both with his lyre playing, apparently was a fantastic harpist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with his uh, ability to kill a giant with a rock and a slingshot. Fantastic, man. Good for you. Really, I mean, what could be a better recommendation for a king, a kingship, a kingdom? Clearly. Than, uh, you know, the ability to he kill got, a big guy with a done. rock. Got shit done. Um, the story that, uh, that Mr. Falwell is referencing is about David and Bathsheba. This was, David has sent a bunch of his people off to war including the husband of a guy uh, of a lady named Bathsheba. Uh-huh. So David's chilling on his porch, had just gotten up from his couch uh after a nice after of an afternoon. Uh-huh. He had been lounging. Uh, as you do, took as a you little do. nap. Walked w- walked out on his roof, was looking out over the city, saw a lady taking a bath. Oh. Bathsheba, yeah. she puts the bath in Bathsheba. <laughs> uh yeah. saw her bathing. Sent somebody to go get her, ah, and then did her, right there. There's no, there's no 
there's no mention of whether the, she had any consent wow. in this, uh, but he did yeah. her. I mean, consent. consent. He's a king. He's king. You can't not consent to a king. Yeah. All there is is consent. <laughs> he gets what he wants. Yeah. It's good to be the king. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway, uh, she gets preggers. Right. Let's him know about it. That's the risk you run. Right. And since her hubby was out of town fighting his war, he knows he's in trouble. Whatever trouble a king can get into. So he calls her hubby back right. into the city. Right. Says, hey, uh, welcome back. Tell me how thing- how's, it- how's the war going. <laughs> good, good, good. Why don't you go back to your house and uh, see what's happening over there? Assuming, of course, that he would go back to his house. And have relations with his wife. Yeah. And then there's pr- plausible deniability and sure. like, oh, you got her pregnant. Right. Guy won't go to have relations with his wife. He's yeah. like, you know what? My my fellas out there at the war can't have their relations. They they don't get a comfortable bed in their thing. Wow. Uh, so he, he doesn't do it. Which well, he sounds like a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, or their relationship was on the rock. Yeah, maybe he's asexual. Who knows? <laughs> but he doesn't. He do wanted it. to get back to the boys. He wasn't he wants, asexual. He, well, he knew. Maybe he's that kind of uh, sexual. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't. He doesn't screw his wife. Uh, so David sends word with him. How messed up is this? Gives him a letter to give to his commanding officer that says, "Hey, send this guy out to the worst part of the war, to the to the most uh, intractable front, and then back off of him." Ugh. to get him killed like it's very like he specifically says we're going to kill this guy in the war so wow. that i don't have to deal with this uh, he's kind of a douche this happens and then douche that he is he just grabs bathsheba and marries her as one of his wives he's already got a bunch of wives he just yeah. marries bathsheba too. yeah because uh it's you know to be king she looks good in a bath what what Oof. can you say yeah uh that's what that's what i look for so, yeah, he's a terrible guy. Yeah. This was terrible. Now, the Lord did say he's a man after my own heart, in part because he was called to repentance uh-huh. by a guy and repented. Oh, did he not? And felt, uh, felt mournful about what he had done. So this story got out. People knew. I guess, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, the story is being told. Yeah. The prophet Nathan is oh. the one who, who confronted him with his sin. Oh, my God. And David actually did what wouldn't be, what, what no human being on this earth can imagine Donald Trump doing, which is he contritely looked inward and said, oh, fuck, that was bad. Right. And he begged for God's forgiveness and he wept and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my. I bet we see that. I bet we get a Donald Trump moment. <laughs> where he, where, where he, he looks inward and like... Father, please. We have the what even was the evangelical minister who was like, that was, "Father, I have sinned." That was Jim me. Baker. No, Jim and Tammy Faye. Remember, Jim was Jim went to jail. No, I know that, but there was a, there was another guy. Who oh, famously, you're thinking? Oh, yeah, I know who he, you're thinking of. He was a he was a big preacher type, not a televangelist. Yeah, and he's no, Father, he forgive me for I have sinned yeah. against thee. Who was that? I can't remember. Anyway, we can move on. That's the, not the letter S jumps to my mind, but I can't think of who it would have been. Anyway, we can, we can move on. We can move on. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> so you get a lot of people. A lo- so a lot of people caught on to the compare Donald Trump to David right thing. So that then it be, so then the, the 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 theory the story becomes obviously we know he's not perfect, but the Lord 
sometimes uses imperfect people for perfect things, for good things. Oh, yeah. No, he's that's like one of his uh, really good tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And as a matter, he, as, so then people glommed onto it, including a very famous moment where, where Rick Perry now where Rick Perry, who was his rival uh, for the presidency and then and then like mm-hmm. didn't get the nomination and then be, now is the secretary of energy. Yes, that is correct. And as Secretary of Energy was was asked to defend Donald Trump and used the David thing, yeah. but clearly didn't really know the David story. <laughs> so he basically, like, he bailed on his quote really fast. He was like, yeah, you know, David was a not a great guy. Yeah. Here, Do you have the quote? I have it right here. <laughs> uh, uh, I tell people from time to time, you know, the good Lord used King David the best I can tell. King David wasn't perfect either. Uh, but he was the chosen man of God. Let's go make America great again. <laughs> Which is basically the equivalent of, I don't remember this story. I shouldn't have started saying this. Let's take a different, let's move on really quickly. Let's make America great again. Make America great again. Maka, maka, maka. <laughs> baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> Hang up. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so, but... David's not the only comparison that people have been trying to make to make him to make Donald Trump a biblical figure Mm. Uh, because a lot of people noticed that Trump didn't really know what he was talking about with the Bible. So the evangelicals can't make him a godly man. Right. Some of them. Some of them do. Some of them claim he's a godly man. Uh, Others are like, but it's okay that he's not godly. He's not one of us. Right. Because he's like King uh, Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> that name just suddenly left me. Right. The the Persian king. The Persian king. But the but he was he was good to the Jews. He released them from uh-huh. captivity. Yeah. So uh, so so sometimes God uses a non godly man mm-hmm. to do godly things. He was benevolent. Right. He was an effective uh, governor of of his yeah. of his kingdom. He was he was the successor to Nebuchadnezzar, who was not nice. Oh, he to was the Jews. a douchebag. Daniel yeah. told him, "Release the Jews, be yeah. nice," and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, nah." Yeah. So huh. so Cyrus did the opposite. Cyrus was the good guy. Yeah. I think that good that's him. it's <laughs> it's a very funny uh, thing because so so there's some Jews have to be released. Because oh. it's not like Trump has done anything to be Cyrus yet. Trump He's has just recognizing Jerusalem. Oh well, there is that. He, That's he, pretty good, Dan. He, yeah, maybe he's That's a Cyrus good, good. Yeah, Dan. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he's like destabilizing the entire Middle East, right? Uh, but he is being nice to Jews. Yeah. And for what it, they want to name a train station after him. Oh my god! The, and the Christians just eat that shit up. I don't oh, know. I, I don't know why, but they. Well, I mean, we we have theories as to why, right. because because Christians think that Jerusalem has to. That Jerusalem's where Jesus will come back. So right. the Jews have to get Jerusalem back again. Right. Well, now Jesus is going to be taking a high speed train into Jerusalem, <laughs> getting off at Trump Station. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. And then wailing at that wall. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be super into it. Well, the temple will have been rebuilt at that point. Yeah, all the good things will happen. Yeah, this is this is great. Everything's happening right according to plan, Dan. Right, it's all coming to fruition. It's, I guess, the whole point of our of our thing is that like, 
I mean, it's we're not the first people to notice that you can use the ju- the Bible to justify fucking anything in the world. Right. You do you want to use it to justify rape? Go ahead. It's in there. It's yeah. sanctioned. You're good. For sure, yeah. Unless you're a woman. Obviously, you can't justify anything if you're a woman. But if you're no. if you're a man, also not great to justify rape if you're a, a human, a woman. Yeah. For women. That's a bad thing for women. And well, I'm saying if a woman starts to rape people, oh, may, maybe she could justify it from the Bible. That's terrifying. Well, a woman aggressively I don't know. <laughs> the point is, if you want to justify any goddamn thing that comes across, yeah, the Bible's there for you. Oh, it's the Bible such a useful tool. We'll have your back. Yeah. Uh, so go out there and be as terrible as you want, uh, and uh, and you know, just pull out a Bible verse or two. Yeah. Find uh, find the character that's done the awful thing that you want to do, and that the Bible has not condemned for it. And you'll be in good shape. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, your Bible. Hooray. The most important book in the world. All right. Well, if you have anything that you'd like to talk to us, if, if you've ever seen other people justifying things with the Bible, uh, write into us. Let us know about it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. Mm-hmm. It's a closed group, but that's what makes it so special. That's it true. keeps it a nice discussion. You can go to the YouTube page and see my red shoes uh, if you go to uh, youtube.com slash Atheist. And, and also, we have some folks to thank. Yes. Uh, thanks to Mackenzie for doing for all of her amazing work on the uh, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And thanks to uh, Danny and Sarah and Amy for their moderating of the Members Only Lounge. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yes. And thank you, dear friends, for tuning in in whatever medium that you do so. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.